This is Coach Parker with CoachParker.org and the Youth Football Tips and Talk podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Today we're going over part three of my parent communication podcast series. This is the last podcast in this series and we're going over miscellaneous uh, parent-coach conflict topics, issues that I've had over the last 30 or so years. Before we get into it, don't forget to subscribe to the channel or the YouTube videos or head over to CoachParker.org for more youth football coaching tips, talks, and plays. Check out my playbooks if you get a chance to to help support me bring more free content to the youth football coaches across the nation. Thanks and enjoy the podcast. Since I've been coaching about 30 seasons, I've recruited two players like heavy, heavy recruiting. One was a tailback and another one was a receiver. The first player that I did heavy recruiting for, I made no promises and never said I would pay their registration fee or give anything away. That worked out great. That was one reason the player came to our team because they respected the fact that uh, we didn't offer anything or make promises that they had to basically compete like any other player and that worked out great and player turned out to be a great player for the team who's with the team until graduated and went into high school football and then I had another player that our offensive coordinator was recruiting heavily I was the head coach and uh, it was on a seven-on-seven team, and this player was a nationally ranked player, and uh, they wanted to play on our team because they knew the quarterback, and they were going to go to the high school, and I said, and this was a seventh grade team, and I said, I said, sure, sure, and then we'd already started the season and had t-shirts and everything and he wanted to come over then i said you know hey don't worry about it i've got extra stuff and don't worry about your fee or whatever i'll send you the schedule and and everything he's they were like yeah yeah you know we've we've got a lot of people wanting us on our uh, teams and yeah you know well you know, you've said you're you're gonna be play for us. So if you want to do that, so he he did, and probably the worst experience I've ever had with the top player. He just would never show up. Didn't show up for games half the time. Thought he was just too good. The time that he did show up, his parents, their dad would always say, "Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this on the team? We were winning too." And his I don't know, just never worked out. And it's like that player basically fell off. Never recruited him anymore. And we were like, good good for that. Sometimes you got to cut ties with uh, good players that decide to never show up, just decide not to to fit into the team. That's how that situation. We wrote it out to the end of the season, kept trying to tell the dad, you know, you got to show up to practices and to games. Uh, the last tournament, they showed up late without their jersey, and I never played the player. And they were very upset about it, but, I mean, you just can't. You just can't not show up and then expect to to go play. But I think that's like a lot of star players now. They parents and the player expects that they don't really have to do too much. And it's probably going to be a rude awakening at one point in their career. It may not be high school, may not even in college, but uh, that uh, attitude will eventually catch up with them. The other thing that I would say with dealing with parent communications issues is I've been kind of too honest with parents about play and not playing and why. And I, I do like to share with parents about what's going on or whatever, but I will say that probably being too honest, I need to bring that back a little bit. So that's one thing that I would adjust. I wouldn't just tell them everything and get into detail. I would just be more 
kind of top level about what's going on and what, why this is and what they can improve on and not get into really too many details. I think some of the parents really want to decipher all that and it just is too long of a conversation. And then they're hurt that their their player isn't the star player they thought they would be. So I'd probably adjust some of that uh, and not be so much too, too all us. Kind of along those lines, you know, when I pull a player now from a position, especially if they've been playing for a while there, I definitely will talk to that player, let them know what's going on, and definitely talk to the parents so it's not just a surprise that that it's happened. Uh, I know a lot of parents get upset about it. The players are depressed. So I think it's it's professional and, and respectful to, to let the player know what's going on and why that is. I know that's kind of probably new school versus old school, but I think in this day and age that kind of has to go on, especially at the rec level. Maybe not so much at the select level, but if you want your players to really play for you and respect you, I, I think communication with them is good. I had a situation, and I guess this is good as any to talk about it. I was a league official, kind of a coach on the field, doing field duty, and there was some unruly parents after a game. The two parents were going to, they were arguing and yelling at each other in the middle of the entry to the field into into the actual stadium and all these players these young players were watching these parents scream at each other and I know I was trying to I was being very calm and you know getting everybody out of the way and trying to get them out to the parking lot and they could do whatever they wanted to do out there they were kind of in the middle of everything and I really wasn't paying attention like I should have been probably because I really didn't expect to get punched and to cold get cold cocked by talking to one of these parents but I did I got hit and physically punched and uh, broke my glasses and tore up my sweatshirt a little bit. If I I did not press charges, uh, the police came, they were called. And if I had to do that over again, I was trying to be nice because the man's son was there. I, I didn't really want him to get arrested with his son there. And so I didn't press charges. But if I was to do that again with everything that's gone on, I would press charges. After the fact, the league said, well, why didn't you press charges? And I think I think I would. I mean, I did nothing other than trying to get them out of, you know, motioning. And I showed him my badge that I was a field director to get him out. And when I did that, he cold cocked me. So one, I would have pressed charges if it happens. And I think you should. That way, parents get the understanding that league officials and coaches, volunteers, if they get hit, they are going to go to jail. And I think two, I think that so yeah, so I think you know we should have we should have pressed charges and sent them to jail there. Always keep your guard up around angry parents. I kind of let my guard down, thinking there's no way. There's so many people around here. There were off-duty cops that were around, and I knew who they were. And that's he got put to the ground quickly after he punched me. So I wasn't really worried about getting hit. And I think that's the you know if if there's a parent, uh, and I didn't know the parent because he was on this other team, but you know he was a big guy. He he never came down. He was red. I should have 
not trusted that he would not hit me because he did. So be careful of that. The other thing that I think with parent communications, it will be helpful is I've gotten on two or three teams that have existed before as a new coach, as a coordinator or an assistant position coach. And when that happens, parents and players don't really understand what's going on sometimes. And I think the head coach of that team really needs to outline that there's a new staff they're going to make changes. I They support them. And uh, this is what's going to go on and meet with the parents and the team to really talk through uh, those issues. And that head coach needs to stand by that new staff member about what's going on. And But the, that head coach really needs to, even with his veteran team, that coach needs to really back up the staff of what's going on. So, you know, I've had some situations that I was covering and never really brought this up. I was covering for a head coach doing some stuff on the team that he wanted to do, but for political reasons, didn't feel comfortable doing it. So I was kind of playing the bad guy in a way, but getting was getting, you know, a lot of the heat for that. So one, I won't do that again. The head coach should have addressed that. And two, the head coaches should address all the issues in a heavy duty team parent meeting. And then any issue that come up with his assistance should jump in and make sure that doesn't happen. And that's why I've moved on from certain teams that I didn't think that occurred. Just some of the things there. Uh, I think the other thing, sometimes when you're on a team that isn't winning, I've been, I've been on a few, have, haven't won um, and have been losing records for various reasons. You know, there there sometimes is midseason shakeups and you're moving players around or even tryouts. And I know that that disruption, especially on existing teams, kind of upsets everybody. So if you're going to do that, I think that communication needs to be set up that, hey, we're going to make some changes this next week. Just don't let the parents show up and that's occurring because that's what I what I did want to deal. And the parents freaked out that practice that we were going to make a pretty big shakeup defensively and, and moving players around to try to get a better scheme, uh, they were a little upset that little Johnny wasn't going to be playing in this certain position anymore. Make sure you communicate that and that gets set up good expectations. The other thing, and, I, and, I've, and I've said this before, is if you're going to, one, it's good to set the expectations with the parents early on what you think the season's going to look like. We had taken a developmental type approach to one team on a, on a rec league that we were drafting where you can't really talk to parents early that that's going to happen. We got kids on the team and then we told everybody and we were losing because we were the youngest team. But we did it on purpose trying to look at kids that we didn't know and that were young. And that season was not as good as we had hoped. And I think if you're going to, to go through a development developmental or rebuilding process that needs to be communicated to the parents up front and let them know kind of what's going on so everybody has an expectation that you know we are really basically looking at this season as a scrimmage. I did that with the seven on seven group is that we, uh, when we first got together, our first season, we were playing in two leagues. And I said, the first league, we're going to act like it's scrimmage is the first part of the season. And we're really going to shake out all the players and the plays and what's going to happen. I'm not really concerned about what we're going to do for winning or whatever. And then the last part of the season, which was the big tournament, 
with all the high schools, we wound up getting third and almost beat the top team to get into second. And we had a, it was very, very competitive. We were very happy with the situation. And we used that as how we were, we worked. And everybody knew the parents players that this first part of the season was scrimmage because we'd never been together before. Second part of the season, we we're going full gusto. And that really worked out well for us there. The other thing is that I did before is I've asked for parents to be a team parent, but then I never followed through with it because they were sort of lackadaisical at first, never jumped in. I never, I just kind of handled it, never really turned it over to them. They got mad as a team mom, team parent. So I think in the future, I should have turned it over, let them get with it and worked with them more, but I was too lazy and really didn't get into it, and that was a mistake on my part. The other thing that I've seen in the league, and I've actually had some back issues with painkillers and stuff, is we've ha- we've seen some coaches that have taken painkillers and parents think they're drunk at practice, so I know I've had some painkillers that I've taken. I just didn't come to practice, and then if I did come to practice, I didn't really participate and I let everybody know I was on back medication and painkillers. And so I think if you're... If you're taking medication and it's making you loopy, let the team parents know that you don't show up and they think you're drunk because uh, we had an issue at the league and that was a big, big problem. So just be aware of that. Uh, the other thing we've had, and we got to talk to, parent, to parents about this. So we've had parents pull kids out for risk of injury, sickness, school issues, behavioral issues or whatever. We've had to explain to them that, you know, hey, you need to, for playtime, you're, you're, you can't keep pulling your kid out of practice at some time point it's catching up and if you're gonna pull your kid for grades or behavior issues or school issues let us help you deal with that because when you're pulling the kid out especially if they're above average player that's hurting the team overall it is a team sport so we need to know we can prepare for the games if your son or child is not going to be at a game or whatever you need to let us know or you're pulling him we can't just know that day that that also is about vacation time try to get that communicated and upfront your parent meeting that those are coming in. The other thing that we've we've had come up is you may get a coach on your team, assistant coach on your team, and a lot of these coaches are just dads that want to kind of help. And uh, we had one a couple years ago. I thought they were more of a coach than a daddy, and uh, I made a comment about their son, thinking that. They're, they're a coach and they could take it and it wasn't really a big deal and they flipped out. So you, you just got to know that some coaches are more daddies and some coaches are real more football guys and you need to walk that fine line. I now personally pretty much only talk to a few play coaches that I've known for a while. Any new kind of daddy helper coaches that we get on the team, I don't really befriend them too much anymore because of that particular particular situation and it's unfortunate but you know when they only focus on their child and you think they're a friend when they're really kind of not that becomes an issue so be really careful of who you put on your team if they don't like you or one of your OCDC offensive coordinator defensive coordinators or you or there's a little issue there there's no reason to put them on staff they could just be a helper at practice but if there's no reason to put that person on staff if there's any inkling that they're going to be disrespectful to any one of your long-term staff members don't just 
there's, there's no reason to do it because it's not going to work out most likely. We, we've had a couple other things, about three or four here left. There's parents that will get upset with you uh, that you did not draft or freeze your player or you cut a player from your team. And they were your best friend when they were on your team, but become mortal enemies basically when you don't put their child on your team again. So be careful of that and be careful of trusting those parents because we found out which we thought certain parents were friends. They actually were your mortal enemy in the background and telling people that you were cheaters and all kinds of goofy stuff when they know we weren't. So be careful of that if you have a player that you've cut and they're still in the league and around you and you're trusting of the parents. Just be aware that they might be upset that their child isn't on your team. The other thing we've had is, and this comes especially with some helicopter parents, even though you may be punishing the whole team because they jumped off sides or people aren't tackling. You know, I had one drill where if you didn't make a tackle, you had to run to the fence. Parent got upset because their child didn't make like four or five tackles in a row. They're having a bad day. Normally, their their child is a very good player. Well, he got to go to the fence quite a bit. And they were furious that uh, their son had to run and let me know about it. Didn't really, you couldn't really calm them down that practice about it. So if they think that you're pushing their son too hard, talk through it, find out why. Let them know this is how you're, you know, you're not targeting anybody on the, on the team at all. The other thing that we've seen is that there's some parents that are on your team, sets of parents, they don't like each other. That's happened a couple of times. And they're like the Hatfields and McCoys if they come together. We've tried to talk to both, tell them to keep it professional, tell them to keep separated, don't get together, try to keep their kids kind of separated, not make a whole lot of comments about what's going on. And then when the season's over, one of those parents is probably going to go based on, you know, they don't like the situation. And that's unfortunate, but sometimes... For whatever reason, people don't like each other and you can't logically get through it or explain it or they can't handle the situation, there's going to be a separation there. And just know if you've got one of those things going on that if you like those players, prepare that maybe one or both are gone. And if you do keep them, figure out how to resolve the situation. Sometimes it is unresolvable. Uh, But that's, I think, that is all of my parent communication issues that I've put together here for this podcast and hope you enjoyed those. Thanks for listening to the Parent Communication Podcast Series. This is Coach Parker with CoachParker.org and the Youth Football Tips and Talk Podcast. Thanks again for joining me today and hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe to the channel, YouTube, or head over to Coach Parker for more free youth football tips, talks, and plays. Check out my playbooks if you get a chance. Purchasing those helps support me bringing more youth football content to you football coaches across the nation. Thanks again. Hope you're having a good day. Good luck this season. And remember, play for fun and winning is funner. Ciao.